<laughs> hey, it's your girl Lady Mojo here with a new episode of Life's a Comedy. Let's talk about it. Let's get right into it. Y'all ready? the man to the stage hello hello how are you thank you for coming and blessing (laughs) my show i appreciate it i mean man it took a minute to get you in here but we got you in here so for everybody that's listening we got our guy cast mo from st louis missouri here yes what's going on y'all name is cast mo um, I am the, the creator of Tuesdays Up in Smoke, one of the hottest podcasts on the internet. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. And you better have voted <laughs> for it, too. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. Voted for. Man, I'm so glad to have you on the show. The reason why I chose you to have um, on my show is because I just listened to you give your poetry and how you were speaking. It's like, dang, this brother got a lot of talent. You got a lot of hidden talent. Thank you, I, love. You play, you play uh, instruments. Um, you yeah. actually got to do a comedy show for me. So you got a lot of hidden talents. I do. I, I dibble dabble a little bit. I've been here 60 years. So at, okay. uh, that, 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 that. I ain't going to tell nobody else, though. Thank you, love. Thank you, love. Um. I grew up with it. Um, my dad um, is was in the entertainment business. Um, probably a little bit out of your range, but Mel and Tim, uh, actually, they both from St. Louis. Okay. Um, uh, uh, they was on the Stax label, which is back in the day. What's Mel's last uh, name? Uh, Mel Harden. Okay, okay. Yeah, Mel Harden. The other Mel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was gonna say male waiters, but I ain't wanna get them mixed up. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's male Harden and uh Timothy McPherson. They was called Mel and Tim. They did such records like Backfield Emotion, starting all over again. Same okay. folks on your puppet, you know. Yeah, they 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 was out, they was on the stacks label with Isaac Hayes and all those guys when that when that first kicked off back in the day but like i said i i grew up i grew up with it in my you know it's in my blood so uh, it took me a while to get get here because you know um born when i was back in the early 80s you know we all made those stupid mistakes and luckily i was one of those that was able to grab my inner being which is why i wrote my book called thoughts from an addicted mind Okay, you know, yeah, I'm into it. All right, we got an author I, as well. Then yeah, yeah. Longer and longer and longer as it keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got, I got, I actually got two books out. Uh, one's called Thoughts from an Addicted Mind, which I wrote when I was uh, deep into my cocaine addiction, and uh, and my other one is called Mere Words, which I, which I wrote like two years after I wrote that one when the mind kind of cleared up and and I started, you know, really getting back in deep into my writing. So right. um, and since then, I've done so many other things. Um, 
I've been I've been pr producing and promoting shows uh, now for the last four years here in St. Louis. I'm originally from Chicago, so okay. You know, I was gonna we, ask you, where are you originally from? Yeah, you know? we, 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 yeah, I'm I'm all Illinois, you know. That's, but uh, that's that hustle in you right there. I have to see where that come from now. All right. Yeah, so I was born. Yeah, born and raised, love. <laughs> okay. you, you ain't leave the hometown. You ain't leave the hometown. No. No, no, I, I I rep Chicago hard because that's my that, that's my love. But I'm 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 here in St. Louis now, and and I I, I done got uh, together with a group of poets and 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 other entrepreneurs like Justin Kick It up at uh my city, my music. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and they've given me the opportunity. Got to throw the plug out to um to 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 to. Tweezy to Don uh, at Soldier by Blood because if I wouldn't have never went down and done an interview with them, uh, Tuesday never smoke. Tuesdays up and smoke wouldn't even exist right now. Okay, you know, pay homage. Pay homage. You know, we all start from somewhere. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and 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 he paid. He played a big part in me getting this show on. So, uh, big 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 ups to Tweezy to Don. He's doing great things, you know, and and. Uh, since I, since I started doing Tuesdays Up in Smoke, I've met so many. Yeah, I've met I've met so many great people uh, doing this. Uh, my the the people that co-host with me, Sixteen Bars and the Truth. You know, yeah, I met him too. Two of the two of St. Louis dope people. I swore he was sleep. I swore he was sleep with his eyes open. He's resting, and he was still choking. But I knew yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah, you know, 16, 16 is our is is our, our on show weedologist. Okay. You know, um, uh, when when he come, he come with a setup and oh, and but the man then, that don't smoke. That's the man that say I don't smoke. I yeah. Don't smoke. <laughs> I don't roll, but I don't smoke. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's my guy. You know, um, then you 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 I can't I can't leave out my my nephew Kaiserific and my nephew Joe Barber. Keys, Joe Barber is our DJ, and uh, man, Kaiserific, um, he does so much out here for the for the uh, St. Louis performing uh, area, you know, with his with his open mic shows, that new shit, and who want to get on the mic, yeah. you know, and plus he works with me on Tuesdays up in Smoke, so I'm I'm just enjoying life. How did you come up with the name of uh, Tuesday up in Smoke, but it's on a Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When, when I first started the show, it actually was on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Uh, it actually was on Tuesday when I first started, and when I like, like I said, when I went down there and I did um, Louis Wood Radio uh, down there, down on on the Broadway at the station. I kid you not, dear. We were sitting up there doing uh, Louis Wood Radio and. Tuesdays up and smoke just came to mind. And then, then not only did it come to mind, I say, wow, what would be cool is to do an open mic podcast. You know, because I, I, you know, it's something that hadn't been done. Yeah. I hadn't seen anybody actually do a podcast and have live live performances. Right, right. You know? That was something new. That was, but I enjoyed yeah. it. It was definitely, it was a definitely a vibe. It was definitely a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the uh we did it 
and 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 it caught on so quick. Um, you know, I I love the fact that I can guarantee the artists ten minutes when they come down, you know, to get their practice in, um, in a in, in a no judgment environment, you know, uh, smoke friendly. If you do that, you know what I'm saying. I, I can't. You, you don't want to smoke. You gonna you gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah. Don't want me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you gonna walk out with a buzz if you don't yeah, it smoke. Was, it was a good vibe. It was definitely a good vibe. <laughs> people that you bring, um. Just the fact of you know the the guest, um, I guess that's is that your nephew that works the um the beats and stuff. The and, music, yeah, that's yeah, our DJ. Okay, okay. Yep. yeah, yeah. So I, I just feel like it's a it's a very friendly and family atmosphere. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, female, you know, walking in, not knowing the setup and everything. I felt very comfortable. That's, um, I, I think, that, I think that's what's up with that, and you know. The, the how everything was set up, I really, I, I really dig that. I was like, okay, let me take some notes because you know they. That's why y'all being nominated because y'all the shit. That's why you know, you know, yeah. it's, you know what, but 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 overtime studio, um, they, I think they have some of the best podcasters going on in the St. Yeah. Louis area. Um, Justin and 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 Tweezy, even though they got two different studios, they put on such great shows. With what they do, Justin is is a pioneer at, at what he do, um, and I, I'm enjoying working with him down there. Uh, he he put on great shows. He's a he's a hell of an engineer, you know. So right. everything that we do down there, we do to honor, um, you know, to give the the artists a, a chance to come out and show what they got and and get people out here, get them the the interviews that they need. Uh, get them the exposure that they need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we try to get sponsors in so we can get other people's stuff out there. It's just a big, it's just a big family, actually. You know, yeah. and it, it, and you know, like yeah, we know we and just like every other family, we have disagreements. You know, yeah. but How we it, it, it's a big family thing. I, you know, the, the the thing that I'm that I'm getting to learn myself is that if you can't sit down with an individual and, and, and talk about uh, what's bothering you, then you should, if you can't sit down and talk about it and, and iron it out, then you should, you should just go ahead and just separate that whole conversation, you know, and just separate yourself from each other because the, the basis of any kind of business, you know, there has to be a good communication going on, yeah. you know, yeah, and if does. you can't communicate, yeah, if you can't communicate with each other on a high enough level where it can't, don't have to get violent, yeah. you know, you ain't got to talking about, you know, uh, bringing guns into it and all this, you know, it's because there's, there's a level to, to everything that you do. And if you don't, and if you take different steps, getting to those levels, sometimes it'll go to a place where you really don't want it to go. So sometimes, even when you're in a circle that you call your circle, you got to watch who you're around. Yeah. So have yeah. you guys ever had a disagreement where you felt like the work stops getting done and, you know, it takes it that far? Or do y'all still work by why y'all mad at each other? Yeah. Well, see, that's that's one thing that I could say uh, about the people that even with the ones that um, don't get together, business is business. Yeah. Okay. You know? And 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 the show got to go on regardless of what your feelings are. I know. You know that that, that show got to go on. You know right. if if y'all got to take it behind the dumpster and handle it before the show go on, go on back there and do it. But when you come from back behind that dumpster, it's all about business. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, that, that, and and this is this is a business, but me myself, I, I have to exclude myself from that area because I, I really don't do it for the business part of it. I do it because I, I love the craft. Okay. You know, I, I'm just I, I just love the craft, and I, I, I've already got to the point where I've already noticed that my window then got a little bit smaller as far as how high I can go. But that don't mean that I can't open the door for others. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That don't, mean like that, that don't mean that I can't be pertinent, you know, in this business, even though I'm still, I, I, I wasted so much time, man, doing drugs and stupid shit, you know, that so I actually let a lot of my time go to work. Since you touched on that, because regardless, you're successful now, and that's what I really want the people to see is that you mm -hmm. can't overcome your obstacles. But yes, you can. just kind of touch back in um a little bit on it. At that point, when did you what what made you say, I, I gotta give it up? Like this, this I'm not going nowhere. Like, you know, I don't even really want to know how you got on it because everybody has their reason of right, say, right. you know, your background, it could be just ran into the wrong, you know, but the fact that you overcome it is really what I want to touch on. It's like, what what was the point in the calling where you just said, I I'm done. I can't do this no more. Um, would you believe, and, and you probably heard this and heard this a whole bunch of time uh from people that's in that situation is uh I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I be I believe no. it. I have a brother that's on it. Uh, and that's actually what I was dealing with before, uh, you know, I got on my podcast and got everything started. Um, and I, I just don't know when, when, what do you have to fall? Or when, like, when you, do you fall? You know, everybody's, everybody's bottom is different. Yeah. Everybody's bottom is different. Uh, my bottom, my bottom was the fact that I saw a part of me dying mm -hmm. that I didn't want to see die. You know, and that small little window that gave me an opportunity to see that I still had that skill, I started writing. And writing thoughts from an addicted mind saved my life. Okay. You know what I'm Did saying? You still have but writing see, I, from that time? Yes. Because I started writing that book, I started seeing where I could actually go mm. when I started writing that book. Not like I say, not everybody's bottom is gonna be the same, yeah. you know. But but trust me, that pain, that pain is there. You know, we you might not have the same bottom, but the pain is the same. Do you feel that you lost family during that? You know, trying to crawl and get out of that. Of course, of course, of course. Um, you will. You, you you see, that's one thing that a lot of people that um. I'm gonna say was in the predicament that I that I had put myself in because didn't nobody put me in that predicament but me you know right. and the one thing that you have to have to deal with and understand and worry about yourself is you can't worry about what other people think that's right you you can't worry about what other th people think you know because you gonna have people that want to see you do better and then you gonna have people that really don't give a fuck what you do you know, yeah, because and, and and those people that really don't give a fuck about what you do are the ones that you probably need to go back and do a whole bunch of apologizing to because that yeah. means that you can hurt them somewhere down that line. 
Yeah. And they can't yeah. see a way I, back. I you know, they can't see a way back to accepting your apology. But you know what? That's all you can give. And yeah. you can't dwell on that because you got enough on your plate. Yeah, you got enough yeah. on your plate trying to deal with your recovery. You can't worry about how they feel. with. But if you take the time out to tell them, look, from the bottom of my heart, I know I was fucked up and I did some stupid shit. I apologize. If they don't accept that from you at that time, you can't dwell on that. You got to move forward, you know, and hopefully somewhere down the line, that family member, friend or whatever that case may be, will come around and see, damn, they're actually making an effort to do better. Right. You know. But and you I, can't. I love that everything is going for you. Uh, you know, oh, after you, this struggle, I, I, I really, I, I would never even guess that you had that history. I, I never oh, yeah. even, I wouldn't even put that on you. Um, that's how good I feel like you've overcame. You don't look it. You don't talk it. You, you, you've left that <laughs> word. <laughs> so I, I applaud yeah. you for that. I definitely do applaud you for that. Um, Thank what you. What was love. the first piece you wrote when you wrote your first poetry? Where was you at? What, you know, what, because it had to be that first one you wrote that was like, this is it. This is what I I need to do. I need to write poetry. Was it writing poetry or was it writing just like, um, you know, like your book? Wow. Um, I'm, uh, the very first piece that I wrote that I knew that if I did this and, and kept doing it, I could probably not only changed my life, but changed other lives by writing was, uh, I think it was like 1991, 92. There was a little girl in Chicago. She had got beaten and raped. They had carved gang signs on her body. She was nine years old. They had carved gang signs on her body and the guy pulled bleach down her throat, tried to kill her. And they named and they named her Girl X. They wow. named her Girl X. After doing all of that? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. are you talking about just the... Uh, the yeah, so that they could keep her name out, okay. of the, out of the press and all, they called her Girl X. And I wrote a piece. I wrote, I wrote, a, I wrote a poetry piece. And... Um, wow, just thinking about that makes me emotional. Uh, yeah. I wrote the piece and... Um, I was I, I was working at North Chicago High School. I'll never forget. I was working at North Chicago High School, and they started uh, collecting pennies from everybody in the school. Told them just bringing their pennies. We were donating the pennies to this to this fund for this little nine year old girl that was you know just brutalized like this. And it got all to Oprah, and uh, I got interviewed by news channels, radio channels, yeah. all that. And the poem just took off, you know. Wow. It just took you off. It on the radio. Else's pain yeah. Your future. Can yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was that was the that was the beginning of me uh, knowing that I really enjoyed writing. But when I really <laughs> what I really knew that I had a gift was when the movie Roots came out. Uh oh. When the movie Roots came out, I sat in front of the in front of the TV and wrote, you know, what I got from the movie. Every oh, episode, own perspective on it. yeah, yeah, my own perspective, and it it came out to be two hundred and sixty two pages. 
Wow, poetry, 262 pages. Yeah. It, it wasn't poetry, it was, it was my, like, like, yeah, what I got from the movie, okay. you know, and, and that, I mean, just, just sitting down writing that, <laughs> believe it or not, I had a <laughs> you, well, well, I, I, you know what? That's one thing that my mom made sure that that she kept uh, me around a lot because it, it was it was instruments and writing materials because she said that my dad liked to write. You know, because uh, I was raised by my mom. I was raised by my dad. I barely knew the man. I know that I had a gift and I knew where it came from. You know, but. Um, I, I was raised by a strong black queen. Wasn't no comparison. Kind of, you just knew that it was passed on. Yeah, yeah. I, I know where it came from. Now, now, don't get me wrong. My mom played the hell out of piano. <laughs> okay. My mom played the hell out of piano. But um, all the writing and singing and things like that, I, I know that my sister was the same way. I lost her to drugs. Oh, uh, man. Was that a wake up? Were you still wanted? You know, you know, that was that was that was one of the one of the biggest wake slaps in my face, and 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 mind you, even though that slapped me that hard, I still didn't quit. Man. I still didn't quit. I still didn't Amen. quit. And 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 the funny thing about this, and and this stays with me. This stays with me all the times that my sister told me right before she passed. She told me this, and it stuck with me. <clears throat> When I finally decided that enough was enough, her last words that she said to me stuck with me. She said, I ain't got no more runs left in me. Dang. My sister nope. told me I ain't got no more runs left in me. And two months later, she was gone. But she told me, I, 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 I and this is why she was in recovery. She said, I'm in recovery now because I know I ain't got no more runs in me. And I got to get right before I go home. Wow. Dude. We never know. We never know the day and hour. You never know. You know? Yeah, you know? we don't. And, and, and what, she was, what she was trying to, what she was relating to me that I didn't get, was she was telling me that if I go back out here and use again, I ain't going to make it. I ain't, got, I ain't got no more runs in me, bro. If I go back out here and do this again, I ain't going to make it. And she was right. She was absolutely right. You know? That's amazing that it's just that you got that time to at least spend with her and to hear that from yeah. her. It's always different when it comes from someone else, you know, right. someone that close Absolutely. to you. I should Absolutely. say, uh, man, that, that's a heck of a story. You, you got some background behind you, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you can I definitely want to hear that poem though. Uh, that you wrote yeah, you know, you know, if I if I if I if I had time to go and get that because I do have it, I know I have it here somewhere because it's one of the pieces that I never recite because it's so personal. I think you, know? you should frame it. Well, I had a I had a a friend of mine that back in the nineties when I first started doing uh, open mics. We used to take uh, about eight, nine, or ten of our poems and put them in a little book, and mm -hmm. and and fold. You know, I used to type them up and fold them over and add your yep. little works in there, and and we would sell them for 
three or four dollars. And 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 a friend of mine bought one, and she said, "I'm gonna show you something." Now, mind you, this was like thirty something years ago. Mm-hmm. She said, "I'm gonna show you something." She pulled it out, and it was that poem. That was one of the poems that was in that book, you know. And I was like, you know what? I had almost forgot about this, but her showing me that even took me all the way back to even. I mean, Oprah Winfrey got a copy of that poem. Wow, now that's amazing. Yeah, you would be shocked if she comes out and says she wanted to know what a man that wrote this is. Yeah, you, you know, I actually did some, some research, and the, the little girl is actually a grown woman now. She actually survived through all that, and she's oh, grown. Wow. And, 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 and the thing that I was so amazed by was that they actually kept her life so private. You know, they kept the life so private that even, yeah, you know, especially after what she had went through, you yeah. know, and 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 I mean, if, if even after this interview, if you want to, you type up Chicago girl, let your story should come up, and it, it it it'll tell you everything that happened to it happened in the Cabrini Greens. <laughs> Little girl was on her way from the store, walking up the stairways, and a guy caught her and and did all that stuff to her. Now what and, ended and, up happening and, uh, to him? Did he get to cheer? Or he actually, he, he actually did. Praise God, he actually did turn himself in. Okay, oh, he, he had actually no did choice. turn himself in. The community was coming behind that. Oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, they were they was all over they was all over that cat, you know, and and he, he would with God willing, you know, he he turned himself in, you know, and so, and that was the blessing. We're gonna kind of move on to a a, a more of a. A brighter side of it. Of, Come I on, really appreciate the sharing with that. So we're that, gonna move to the brighter that. side of it. When you first <laughs> got on stage, when you first had to get up there and recite, how did you feel? What came over you at that moment that you're standing in front of so many people, probably more than ten? How did you feel your very first time in front of people reciting your poetry? Uh comfortable okay excited uh uh motivated as hell reason being is i've never had a problem with entertaining people okay you know, I, i've never had a problem with that i i grew up i grew up playing music and being in bands and singing in front of people so when it came down to getting on stage reciting poetry it was like second nature to me I, I, the bigger the crowd, the easier it is for me. Oh, you know, I'm, okay. I'm more comfortable. I'm more nervous in an empty room than I am in, in a room full of people. Wow. The reason why, the reason why, because it's like it's like re- reverse psychology on me. If if I if I have to perform in front of an empty room, I feel guilty. I feel like I did something wrong because there's nobody here. You know that'll make. But if the room is full of people, all oh, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> do you feel that? You, do you feel that you're your worst critic? Like, yes. do you feel like you beat yourself up more than than the people giving you feedback does? You know, uh, yeah, because uh, I love corrective criticism. Yeah, I love it. I take that, and it makes me build me better. But mm-hmm. the one that don't that that, that gets me. Is when I start doing it to myself. Oh yeah. I'd rather have someone else tell me, you know what, if you did this, 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 and this better, 
it might do this, this, and this for you. I'll take that in better to me than me sitting around going to myself, damn, I fucked that up. Yeah. You know, I really, I really fucked that up. You know, then that would, that would make me feel, you know, worse than corrective criticism. I love corrective criticism. Please bring it, bring it on. It, it gives you opportunity <laughs> to see what other people are, have seen. Like, right. did I suck or did I, you know, I feel like that's with me when I, when I feel like I bombed, people are like, oh my God, you, you did so great. And I'm like, no, that sucked. Like, right. that literally right. sucked. And they're like, no, like, I, I love it. Like, and I'm like, okay, was we at the same no. place? But yeah, that, that's that right. Is- but you know what? You being your best critic is also your best supporter. Yeah. You being your best critic is also being your best supporter. You know, so so, go ahead, love. Speaking of supporters, who is your all-time favorite that paved the way before you that is a poet? Who do you feel like you look up to? Wow. Um, I actually have two. I have two. And and, and believe it or not, a lot of people will probably say, man, he's going to say somebody famous. (laughs) <laughs> I love Maya Angelou. She's great. I love her. Um, uh, man, and a couple of more poets, but Maya Angelou was my favorite. But as far as people that actually motivated me to go, there's two poets in Chicago. Okay. Um, one, one, one is named Sharon Epps. She is an amazing poet. And right, everything Sharon, that you. Huh? Big ups to Sharon Epps. Yes, Sharon Epps and and Brother Blanks. All right, Brother Blanks. <laughs> Sharon Epps and Brother Blanks. Now I met I met I met Chris Blanks, Brother Blanks, um, in in the early nineties. I had wrote a point. I wrote a poem called um, "I Too Have a Dream," which um which was a which was a remake of the "I Have a Dream" speech. Hmm. You know, and we did both. Of, he did a um, a piece that he did called the Scar Spangled Banner, uh, and he did this. We was at a Black History program, and he did that piece. And right after he did that piece, I came right behind him with "I Too Have a Dream," and wow. he was just amazed at my writing skills. He said, "I need to have you." to come down and do this to my group. And since that, I mean, from that day on, I took him on as my mentor because everything that he does, he has an organization in North Chicago called Black Abolitions Movement for the Mind. He called it BAM. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's called BAM. And um, he is one, he is one of the most motivating guys uh, as far as speaking and his poetry, and Sharon Epps is just uh, one of the most powerful female poets that I've heard in a long time. Now, here it's uh, it's, it's it's two, maybe three poets here that I really think is 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 just going to be amazing, and one of them is because because of their strength and the things that they went through, and one of them is is T Spirit. Okay, T-Spirit, all right. T-Spirit is one of the most powerful poets that I've ever seen recite. And that's because she speaks from the pain that she went through in her life. 
Mm. And she's not ashamed to, to, to share that pain. Do you feel so, like most poets use their pain? Like, I feel like us comedians, we use <laughs> our, 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 you know, everyday lives and things that go on. Do you feel like poets, you, you know, usually kind of start from their pain to kind of put it in words on how they feel and, and they're able to, more, you know, morph these words together and metaphors and make it, you know, just feel like, dang, you be there. <laughs> you know, it, it, that, that really depends on, on the poet. Okay. That really depends on the poor because a lot of us write from that area, you know, and we pull a lot of that from that area, that pain area. That's where a lot of us get it from. Yeah. And um, those be most of the more powerful poems or powerful pieces that you hear, those that come from there. Then you have ones that's like me. I'm a street poet. Most of my poems are going to be street orientated, you know. Um, that's why it's so hard. To, to 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 judge a poet when you hear them recite their pieces because not everybody's going to do erotic poetry not everybody's going to do street poetry and not everybody's going to do personal poetry mm. you know okay. there's but, different genres in, in poetry yeah yeah you gotta you gotta look at it that way Oh, my phone getting low. Let me go on here and pull this up here so we can still see each other. Yeah, well, have we you go. ever been into, uh, we, we're going to kind of wrap it up here in a little bit, but have you ever been uh -oh. in a contest? I lost you. God, dog it. Well, I got I'm coming you. Back. I, I still see Give you. Give me a second. I still see you. <laughs> That's the part of technology. <laughs> All right, man, that was such a good episode. Did y'all enjoy that? I really, really hope y'all enjoyed that. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you come back next week to check out the next episode. Uh, shout out to all my guests that came on. Shout out to those that didn't. I really appreciate everybody for their support. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you're tuning in every week for a new episode. I appreciate everybody. Check out the website www.ladymojoLLC.com for the next events coming up. Also, um, if you would like to be a guest, reach out to me, LadyMojoLLC at gmail.com. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in. I I appreciate you. Life's a comedy. We'll always talk about it.